This week, I, I actually kind of got my homily help from an unlikely source, Ellen DeGeneres. And, and I don't know if you've seen the clips, it's going all over the place on the Facebook world and Twitter land and things like that, but last Sunday she was present for the Packers-Cowboys game and she was seated next to George W. Bush and they were, had a photo taking of the two of them laughing. And she got ripped apart in social media about how could a gay Hollywood liberal be seated and enjoying oneself with a Republican conservative president. And she did the perfect comedian deal and she said what people didn't realize is that I was holding the new iPhone 11. And, but then she quickly moved to sit there and make a very real point. She says what this highlighted for her was that we have lost an understanding or an openness or any type of civility to the fact that some of us are different and we approach the world differently and we have different beliefs and different things. And she said, and you know what? The bottom line is the truth of the matter is I am friends with George. He's my friend. And I have lots of friends who don't think exactly the way I think or believe all the things that I believe. And, she, and then she pointed out, she said, you know, I want to be really clear because at the end of all of her shows, at the end of all of her shows, she, she has this statement, she says, she says, be kind to one another. And she wanted to remind everybody what she means by that. She, didn't, she doesn't mean just be kind to the people who think the way you think, who believe exactly what you believe, who are in your circle. She means be kind to everybody, right? It was a great moment and a great reminder because these readings that we have this particular Sunday are all about God's desire and wanting to be present to those who are not of the people of Israel. Naaman is an outsider. He's an army commander, of, and he is not of the people of Israel, but he's a leper, and he wants to be healed of his leprosy. And he's told, and he's, he's told by, because he's a respected person, people like him, you know, he is an outsider, but you know, maybe, maybe, if you go to the prophet of Israel, he'll heal you. And so he goes to the king, and the king was like, what? What makes you think that I can heal you? But Elisha, the prophet, will say, let him come to me. Let him come, so that everybody will know there's a prophet in Israel. Let me come and heal him. God has a desire to go after those who might be considered an outsider. The ten lepers come in front of our Lord. Lepers are outcasts. They are not to come close to somebody before they will become unclean. So from a distance they yell, Jesus, Master! Have pity on us. And he does. He has great pity and love for them. And he says, go show yourself to the priests and you'll be made clean. And they go and they're made clean. 
And the one realizing it goes, what? So filled with joy, goes back to our Lord, falls at his feet, giving thanks. And who is he? A Samaritan. Not to be doing things in common with the Israelites. He was an outsider. He was not of the people. And Jesus makes it pretty clear with his disciples, weren't all ten healed? But only this outsider comes to give thanks. Our God has a heart for the outsider. And I think that's such an important lesson for us to remember. We really do need to remember because one of the things about a broken human condition, it becomes so much easier to get through this life if we simply surround ourselves with people of, of like minds all the time. When we sit there, it's like a cocoon. We're safe. And we, and we get into these moments. It's us and them. There's us and then there's them. And this is only going to get worse, brothers and sisters, as we move into another political season. Right? And one of the things that I find, that as we get closer to these seasons and everything else, I have friends on all sorts of extremes. So what that allows me in social media universe, that I can sit there and see how, as we get closer, how them, and it doesn't matter from which side you're looking, Let's be clear. How the them gets more evil all the time. And I like to use that word. The them gets more evil all the time. I get to hear it all the time. People tell me, oh, Father, this world is falling apart. That other, that, those people are a mess. Yeah. Yes, they are. We've got to remember something very important. Jesus raises the bar. Jesus is asking actually a whole lot more than kindness. I baptized eight children yesterday. And as a part of the baptismal rite, it has in there that the parents and godparents are going to lead by way of example because they have already been baptized. They are members of the body of Christ. And so by being members of the body of Christ, they are going to teach these little babies as they grow older how to follow God by living out his commandments, especially that of to love God and neighbor. To love God and neighbor. And who is the neighbor? That neighbor doesn't... We're not talking about the one with the address right next to you. Because that might be easy. This neighbor is the one in front of you. The one beside you. The one behind you. The one that you might not like. That one, especially, is called calling for your love. And so when we sit there and we hear this, this challenging gospel, let's not allow our hearts to be hardened to it. There's people I struggle with. I have a hard time with them. 
There's ideologies I don't like. I don't. I struggle. But none of us gets a pass. None of us gets a pass from the commandment. We can't sit there and say, yeah, well, that, that, that particular one. <laughs> Our Lord would say, no, especially that one. We need to allow our hearts to be moved and shaped by the gospel. Every single one of us. Wherever you land on the spectrum of left and right, traditional or progressive, every single one of us is being reminded, love God and neighbor. 